Okay, welcome to a very special episode of On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. That's Shark, I'm the Hammer. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How's it going? Good. This is uh, two years in the making now. This is the most excited I've ever been to speak to you or pretty much anyone ever on anything. This is time for the Thanksgiving podcast. Here we are. The first ever second annual Thanksgiving podcast. Uh, it was majestic, and I and I know we've made it into our minds much better than it was when we did it last year. But it, I'm pretty sure it was the best podcast that was ever done. It was. So, a little background for everyone who's listening that didn't get to listen last year. Seth and I recorded this last year. It was brief. We had been doing podcasts for about two weeks. We didn't know what we were doing. Not that we do now. And it was brilliant, according to our minds, a year later as we look back on the recording that never got released. Because it never got released because the audio got insanely effed up and nobody could hear it. No, it was, uh, it's a rumor. Uh, you know, Tenacious D, Jack Black, uh, Kyle Gass, the band, they have a yeah. song called Tribute. It's a tribute to the greatest song that was ever written, but it's not actually the song because <laughs> they don't remember it. Yeah. That's kind of how this, this went. So we're going to try and recreate the magic of it, but, uh, I got to tell you, man, I am so fucking pumped for Thanksgiving. Uh, thinking about this podcast has gotten me my mouth watering for turkey for the last two weeks. Oh, it's the best. I mean, it's a day devoted to not having to do anything but eat and sit around. It's the perfect it. holiday. And That's you know it. what? You know what the best part about this one is? There's no presents. There's no requirements. The only thing you have to do is show up and eat. Yeah. That's it. You don't. There's no. No, there's no religious like you have to go here there's no pay your respects and do that there's no what do i have to buy ahead of time it's literally just about the four to seven hours that you're with people on that day it's perfect and so when you're with people what take us through what what a sharky uh sharky thanksgiving is like oh man a sharky thanksgiving is a big event but that's kind of just what we do. You know, Jen and I, we go big for everything. So Sharky Thanksgiving starts around two or three o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday when we call it quits on whatever our job is. And we say, nope, done with this. Whether you're done with us or not, we're not working anymore. Pick up some pizza, get some food, open wine, and just cook. Jen makes tons of pies. Jen makes all the desserts. I do the food. We get everything prepped the night before so that the next day we cook the turkey and we just roll with it. This year we're hosting. We'll get up in the morning, lazy morning. One thing that in our family, every single holiday is a tradition. We have cinnamon rolls. I don't know why. It, it comes from my mom. I know Better that. not to ask. Yeah, I, I don't have a reason. And they're not even good cinnamon rolls. I mean, they're great. But they're Pillsbury in a can cinnamon rolls. Like We're not making fancy homemade ones or anything like that. We've discussed it. It's not worth it. Why change what works? We just get a can of the jumbo cinnamon rolls. We bake them in the morning. We do this on Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, a couple other. Super Bowl Sunday has made the cut. Um, <laughs> it, that's a holiday. That's it, a holiday. Exactly. Let's be fair. Um, Should be Super Bowl Saturday, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, we'll do a podcast about that. Some other yeah, day. Um, probably around Super Bowl. That makes more sense. <laughs> we, you know, we'll, we'll pop champagne. We'll have mimosas or Bloody Marys. Our family puts the parade on. I don't know if anybody likes it, but it goes on. It's kind of like obligatory watching. You have to have the parade on at some point. It's a must. Having a fun. Yeah, it's just a thing. I mean, you, you, you've got your son's the same age as my daughter. You know, yeah. they. I don't know if they like it, but they're wowed by it. So it holds attention for like three minutes. So that's nice. Which is almost a record, I think. Yeah, three I'll take three minutes. Yeah. So we watch that. And then football starts. Family comes over. 
And that's when we switch to the hard stuff. I'm a bourbon drinker on Thanksgiving or any hard liquor. Pick your choice. I just, I don't do beer on Thanksgiving. There's too, too, many, filling. Other, too many other calories. Too filling. Too filling and it takes up space. So, and then it's just football, food. We, you know, we, I make a pumpkin soup. Sometimes we do baked ziti or lasagna rolls. There's always some kind of Italian appetizer. We spread appetizers out over two or three hours before we finally get to food after the Lions game, around halftime of the Cowboys game. And then it's just a ridiculous amount of food. Nothing fancy, just your standard fare. Like there's no specialness once you get to the Thanksgiving table at our, at our house. It's it's stuffing, it's turkey, it's mashed potatoes, it's gravy, it's biscuits, it's all sorts of vegetables with copious amounts of butter and then just ridiculous desserts. That just sounds wonderful. So it's the day. how many people do you guys usually go with? What, what's your average uh, Thanksgiving size? Since we moved to Nashville a couple of years ago, Thanksgiving's have been rolling steady with six to 10 people or so. Nothing, nothing big in Jersey. There were some where, you know, we had 30, 35 people at my mom's house sometimes with the, dining room table that had the folding table come off of it and then it hooked an L into the <laughs> foyer and hard left oh. around the chandelier that's wild but, yeah what uh, about you what's your day so uh ours has turned into a week because my parents moved better. down yeah my parents moved down to north carolina uh thanksgiving in my house was always the only holiday that really mattered everything else is like eh, whatever we'll celebrate we do this we get together blah 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 Thanksgiving is the only like requirement of life. There is nothing else. There's no conversation. There's no nothing. You're here. Um, so we've turned it into a week. We go, we drive down, we're leaving Saturday. We go uh, for the whole week, bring the kid. He gets to do Hanukkah with his parent, with his grandparents while we're down there. Um, yeah, it's cool. We, we have a small family, so we keep it too. There's only the uh, six of us counting the kid. Plus mm-hmm. now it's three dogs. Um, so we're, so we're rolling. Growing. Yeah, it's growing. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding when I say that. It's, yeah, it's six plus three dogs. Yeah. Uh, so it's growing, it's barking, it's loud. But uh, we have a rule for Thanksgiving it's pajama, pajamas only. Um, like that all day? Yeah, yeah, all day. You have to wear pajamas. For a while, I had everybody rocking matching ones. Um, so we, we've kind of found a, a comfortable place where everybody just wears the same color of something. So this okay. year, it's, it's black hoodies. Like we're nice. in gang, like we're in gangland. <laughs> there you go, um, the gangs of North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. But so for us, we prep, we we get food the day before we eat, we get all the food ready, we wake up about eight a.m. and start cooking. Um, we start going to town. Uh, I it's my Super Bowl that day. That yeah. is my Super Bowl. The Lions play twelve thirty. I am already probably two bourbons deep by kickoff. Okay. Um, so I start drinking bourbon pretty much at noon and I am drinking a hard bourbon angrily, usually watching the lions straight through the game while everybody's cooking, the kids messing with my parents, everybody's cooking around and I'm just yelling at the TV being angry. Yeah. Um, pretty much how every Thanksgiving goes. So I'm drinking hard. We usually switch to, to time to eat usually around halftime of the Cowboys game. Okay. Um, so that's our go-to. We, we cook up the turkey. It's sweet potato pie. It's stuffing. It's nothing crazy. You got to have some green beans. You got to have a little color on the table. Sure. Um, but, you know, it's the typical, typical fare, and we just eat it. But our key is always the sandwiches later. That is our number one part of Thanksgiving. We, the leftover sandwich. Yeah, the leftover sandwich. We buy a nice, nice Jewish rye bread. We bring it down. We get Russian dressing. We do the whole thing. Uh, that's really the key to the, the whole Thanksgiving meal is getting to that part. 
I mean, the leftovers are arguably better than the meal itself. They arguably are better. Um, so those are, those are some of the traditions. You know, it's funny listening to it and talking about it. I've had this idea that somebody needs to be in charge of Thanksgiving. Um, okay. Because each family and each group has one or two or three great things that they do with theirs that not everybody does. There needs to be a uniform Thanksgiving. Take all of the best things that we can find and create the perfect Thanksgiving. I like it. I like it. So we're on a path right now where everybody's having cinnamon rolls in their pajamas and not changing. Yeah. The, the pajama idea, I mean, do you really want to be wearing pants? I mean, I, it makes sense to me. I, I gave up a long time ago on dressing nice. I grew up and, and you looked at your best for holidays. I get it. It was the 80s. I had the crappy ass bow tie that every kid in the 80s wore and you always dressed up. We wore a tie on Thanksgiving and everything. And I, I love it. It's a great tradition. It's not for me. Yeah, I, find it, the, it, I find the nicest t-shirt I could wear and, and I just want to be comfortable. Yeah, no, no. See, we, we get new pajamas for it. We get new, you know, it, you get fancy, you get nice with it, but you wear things are comfy because you're just spending the day eating. Yeah. I mean, I'm around people that I see 20 other times the rest of the year. Like, you know, ours is all our family here. There's nothing, there, there's no pretenses that we have to impress each other. No, no. And like you said, uh, the parade is a big part of our, that was always our, the requirement of you had to be up for the parade. Yeah. Um, everybody watches, sort of, you know, puts around, joke, laugh, have coffee. Um, but it just has to be on, like you said. It's just kind of a requirement. I'll tell you what's thrown me. Move into Central Time five years ago. Everything starts an hour earlier. And it really freaks me out that football starts at 1130 in the morning on Thanksgiving. And the parade is on super early. And I don't think oh, it's yeah. a bad thing, but it, I can't get used to it because it's just once a year. And, I, you know, Thanksgiving, like you said, it's ingrained in you. You do the same things every year. And this has broken tradition for me. Yeah. Well, so what, so what do you do to com- combat that? Do you just get used to it and just deal with it each time? Or is it just a shock every year? Or Oh, I'm not smart enough to deal with it. It's truly a shock. Like every, <laughs> every year you're like, I can't believe this snuck up on me. I still live in Central Time. What the fuck? When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe the clocks haven't changed. Yeah, what the oh. hell? So on, it sounds... It sounds to me like you have a similar eating time that we do uh, around the cowboy halftime. Yes. It's <laughs> I, kind of just like one of those things. I don't know why, but yeah, halftime. I'd be curious to hear everybody else's time because I wouldn't be shocked if most of the country does it around then. I think that's kind of the go-to time. You're talking what kickoff on that game is at like 4 o'clock, I think, mm-hmm. Eastern time. So that's 5.30. So for us, that's 4.30, which is a little early, but – it makes sense. I mean, I'm, there are some people that still eat dinner at like one o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. I, yep. That blows my mind, but good for them. Um, I guess you just have more time for leftovers. There's been years when the bird doesn't go right and you're not sitting down until seven o'clock. That always gets a little messy. That gets a little scary, especially if you have more than just a couple of people around. Yeah. Because then, then the group mentality starts and you kind of turn into the mob of what's the fuck's going on, what's it, going it on. It never happens when there's only six people at Thanksgiving. No, it never. Then it happens when there's 20. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so what do you think is the – so the, let's put together the perfect Thanksgiving meal right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the turkey. You, uh, everyone knows about the famous Sharky Thanksgiving post. So why don't you give your spiel on brining? Okay, so first, and we're recording this on Wednesday, eight days before Thanksgiving. It's not going to come out till the week of Thanksgiving. So if you haven't taken your bird out of the freezer yet, you've done it wrong. I can't help you. 
So maybe, you know, next year, read my Facebook post, but the bird should be defrosting in your fridge for four to five pounds a day. So it's going to take four to five days, depending on how big the bird is. Wednesday morning or Wednesday night, if you're behind schedule, it's fine for only 12 hours. You want to brine your turkey. What that is, is truly just you mix water and kosher salt. Warm the water up a little bit so that the salt dissolves. Let it sit on the counter for a little while to get to room temperature. That bird is so cold, it's not going to cook it if you pour it over it. So don't worry about that. But you still don't want to boil, put boiling water over a turkey. Um, put it in, I use a, a stock pan. Some people use a cooler. Whatever you have that can fit on the bottom shelf of your fridge, we put it in the fridge in the garage. It It's truly just submerging the bird in a salt bath for 12 to 24 hours and what that does is it creates a ring around the turkey and it, it truly locks in the moisture and locks in the flavor some people do a whole bunch of add a bunch of other stuff to it some aromatics some juniper berries cloves peppercorns orange peels lemon whatever you want they say that do that does stuff i don't think they're wrong maybe my palate's not refined enough i don't taste a difference so i just do salt and water but it it definitely just helps especially turkey white meat gets dry we all know that this helps that that's why i do it always brine your bird you should brine it in hot sauce just there, do it in just a giant it in tupperware <laughs> just a giant tupperware like frank's red hot so somebody yeah, on my facebook post today said that they brined a bird once in champagne i i don't even know what that does but i would try that why not <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking, but yeah. I also want to know why. They, I also want to know who first was like, let's try this. How drunk were they? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not that drunk if they used up all the champagne on the bird. <laughs> Hope they didn't drink it the next day. Yeah. Okay. So my next one for you is, so we got the bird. It's brining. So the next day you go to get it ready. You go to put it yep. in the oven. Do you put stuffing in the bird? I do. You do. I am, I am a stuff the bird type of guy. I will preface this by saying that as someone who went to culinary school, I am fully aware that that is not the best way to cook a turkey. Mm -hmm. But I don't care. It's what my mom always did. It's what everyone in my family always did. It's just what you do. Um, I think it makes the stuffing better. But you have to watch it. You have to make sure you don't burn the turkey and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole science behind it. It's called stuffing. It goes inside the cavity. Well, that we're going to get to that in one quick second uh, <laughs> before we do. Uh, so I, my family's always done it with apples inside okay. the bird. That's our go-to. It makes it a little sweeter, a little keeps it a little more moisture. Um, we do apples, not stuffing in it. But uh, it also is called stuffing. Let's get back to the key point here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> stuffing, not dressing. Not dressing. Not dressing. Not I don't dressing. get that one. Uh, so... It's a kind of a regional thing. Stuffing seems to be prevalent in the Northeast, in the Mid-Atlantic, out West, whereas dressing is in the South. Um, legend says that dressing, it's been stuffing forever and ever and ever, and dressing didn't appear until sometime in the 1850s, <laughs> literally when Victorian nobles took offense to the vulgarity of the word stuffing. So they made it dressing. I don't know why, which to me means dressing is actually the first example of cancel culture. So oh, I, wow. I have so a little it. problem with that. Yeah, so we found it, the first, yeah. first case. So in my mind, when I hear dressing, I think like French or yeah. ranch. <laughs> like I, I, Not a bready product served on the side of meat. No, exactly. Um, so 
That's a great addition. So stuffing. Um, so what is your number one side dish? What is your number one has to be on the table next to the bird? I mean, it's the stuffing. For it's got to be, right? It, it is. It's the greatest thing. I, Bill Simmons, I think it was Bill Simmons. I, I could be butchering this. It might be Dave Damashek. But somebody has said repeatedly for years, why is stuffing not a more common side throughout the year? And it's a great question. Why don't we eat stuffing all the time? At the same time, would that take away from it? I don't know. But it's just, it, you, you can put whatever the hell you want in it, and it's delicious. It would take away from it, I feel like. Yeah. But second, secondly, it, this is under the same premise as the mozzarella stick issue. Um, when you say to somebody, do you want to eat six cheese sticks? <laughs> say no. <laughs> <laughs> what if I bread them and deep fry them? <laughs> yeah, bring me some sauce. <laughs> so if you think about it from that perspective, we're literally just eating it like a bucket of bread. <laughs> it's like, let me squish an entire loaf of bread, throw some onions and berries in there, smother it in gravy, and <laughs> just give me a fork. So when you think about it like that, I kind of get the idea that it shouldn't be at every meal. Yeah, no, I get that. You know what? I, I I think my favorite thing about stuffing, and and I know there's plenty of dishes that every family has, mm-hmm. but there are no two families in America that make stuffing the same way. No, Whether, no, there's just not, and every one of them makes it right. I think my stuffing, which I get is basically my version of my mom's, is the best stuffing in the world, and I do not expect any person who has never been at my Thanksgiving to agree. And I don't want them to, because that means that they are being deprived of great stuffing in their house. It, totally. I, I was just going to say mine, I, I like it as plain as possible. The way my mom makes it, it's perfect. Blah, blah, blah. My wife's favorite type from growing up is stovetop. She mm-hmm. lives for stovetop stuffing. Hey, listen, um, if that's what she likes. That's, you know, that's the thing. Everybody has their thing because that's the best part about Thanksgiving. Yes. You have, have your traditions. Absolutely. We always have, not to pivot, we always have a can of jellied cranberry sauce on the table because that's what my wife wants. Does anyone eat it? Just her. She also makes homemade cranberry sauce for everybody else, but she needs a can of jellied cranberry sauce on the table. Well, I'm it's not like going to argue with that. No, it's like the Pillsbury. It's the things that you get used to. Like the yeah. pil- like for you, the Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, which are fantastic, especially right when they come out of the oven. But Of course. Uh, uh, it's your comfort. Make, do whatever the hell makes you the happiest on that day. Yep. I mean, who gives a crap if every other person in the world laughs at you? That's well, not important. No, and that's the best part about Thanksgiving. It's not about anything other than enjoying the day. Yeah. Um, so, so far, we've gotten to the turkey, which cook all day. We, we've talked about stuffing it. The yeah. turkey is obviously the center piece of the whole ensemble. So then we got the stuffing. Next, I'm going to say my, my next go-to requirement is sweet potato pie. Okay. Um, this is sweet potato with marshmallows baked on top, and I like to have on the side during the meal. It's almost like having dessert on your plate during the meal. So is it a – because this is a foreign one to me. Okay. Is it a pie, like in a nine-inch nine pie dish with a crust and everything? No. So it's in a tin. It's, okay. So it's – Sweet potatoes mashed up. It's almost like mashed potatoes, but with sweet potatoes with maple syrup, butter, Mm -hmm. uh, that type stuff. It's sweet, but it's not like dessert sweet. Sure. Um, Then you take the marshmallows, you crisp them on top in the oven. uh, So you get a nice like crispy, crispy marshmallow on top of it. Uh, that never seems to stay on the spoon when you go to spoon it out. So you always have to grab them off. And as you're, when you're a kid, you just pull them off one by one throughout the day. (laughs) It's a great trick. Uh, my son's already learned that one. Already his Good. favorite go-to move. Smart kid. 
yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great thing. So that's a that is my requirement every year. Like uh, growing up, I was lucky. My mom would always make me a separate small one because she was in charge of making it for the whole family. Nice. Uh, so I always had the separate small one for myself at home. You know, the test one to make oh, sure of course. it was good. Make sure it's good. It's like the test meatball that Italian kids get on a Sunday morning when their parents make a pot of gravy. Exactly. The test is important, which actually leads me to a point that we didn't talk about. Uh, for anything that we're making on Thanksgiving. You have to do test dishes beforehand. You can never try something for the first time on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And that's uh, that to me that's an all holiday rule, but as Thanksgiving is the food holiday, Christmas Eve is the only day that comes close. Thanksgiving is a food centric holiday. Never ever ever make a dish for the first time on Thanksgiving. Nothing nothing irks me more. No, we're not playing chopped. We're not doing any of that. This yeah. is this is bring your best, bring bring your uh, go tos because this Do is the meal ex- for it. Don't experiment, and and if it's good, then add it to your repertoire and keep making it. And if you want to tinker with something, okay, you, you know your dish, sure, tinker. I'm not going to begrudge somebody who decides that they want to add shallots to their stuffing for the first time this year, but you know, do. I will say if somebody wants to add something new for the first year, you bring another version. Well, not I, made, I, stuffing's probably a bad example. Don't mess with stuffing; it's perfect. No. No, but anything you want to try, I still I feel like you still have to bring the the known good one, and then Ooh. like, hey, I also tried this. I like that. Show up with a new random. Like yeah. everybody's kind no. of set. No, that's fair. My 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 cousin is coming over on Thanksgiving, and this is we're skipping to dessert. But Jen makes an Oreo crumble peanut butter mousse like single serving cup type of thing, and. He is beyond excited for it, and I am now thinking of what if she decided to add banana slices to it or something this year. She might ruin his entire holiday she by could. changing that dessert. But she should still make the one yes. with the banana. Like You still make it. It's just you have to bring what everybody's expecting because you know when you like go that. into Thanksgiving, your mouth's watering. You're ready for it. You, you're pumped. This is the yeah. best fucking day of the year. Absolutely. No, that's a good rule. I like that one. Yeah, we'll add it to the uh, to my Thanksgiving czar idea to create the ultimate Thanksgiving. Um, Change approved. Yeah. So, what is next for you uh, after that? So we got so on the table right now. We got turkey. We got stuffing. We got sweet potato pie. Well, what's next one for you? I'm going to stay in the tater family and just go with mashed potatoes. Mm. And it's a classic. Uh, it 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 is. And I grew up in a house that my mom made twice baked potatoes for Thanksgiving and they were glorious with cheddar cheese and bacon and scallions and sour cream and stuffed back into the shell. And they're literally one of the greatest things in the world. Yeah. But my mom made them so good that since I started hosting Thanksgiving, I just have reverted so far the other way. I'm just classic straight mashed potatoes, skin on some cream, some butter, salt, pepper, maybe a little roasted garlic, just, a giant ass hole of mashed potatoes. That's that's one. So I was going to ask you. So with that mashed potatoes, I mean it's a staple at ours also. And I got to imagine I would say ninety five percent of houses probably rock mashed potatoes or something. I think so. Um, is that the only form of potato that's proper at the table? We also Which, have sweet potatoes at ours. Uh, of course, I'm saying the like you mentioned the the baked oh. potatoes. I, I've never really messed with anybody who's done anything other than mashed potato on the table like you never see like a nice you know a nice different way of doing potatoes done like no potatoes <laughs> no all, all rotten. rotten yeah there's never like an all <laughs> rotten on there 
or a crinkle cut fry. Which yeah. that, I would probably just leave if I showed up somewhere and they was like, oh, we got we made frozen French fries. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Did. Like, like uh, thinking about it, but like French fries would probably be would be delicious with turkey and gravy. Absolutely. On but I would be on weirded out if I that saw night. That. Yeah, but I don't yeah. want that. No, no I'd I, be weirded out if I walked in on that. I think my family growing up proved that it doesn't have to be mashed potatoes. But if you're going to not do mashed potatoes, you better damn well do something even more unique and special. Don't go the other way. Don't go for simpler and something that you have throughout the year in another form. Oh, I was going to say, what about potato skins? I can get down with that. I, uh, <laughs> like I, I'm just throwing out there now that we're talking about it. Potato skin wouldn't be too bad. I don't think I'd be opposed to that. I mean, that's basically a stuffed potato, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I like just a nice crispy fried skin with some cheese and bacon on it. And then a little sour yeah. cream floating around the table. I mean, um, who knows? I'm good with that. I, I, I would allow that. Yeah, I think I, I would do. not leave that Thanksgiving. When this conversation started, I was of the opinion that mashed potatoes were the only choice and only option. But even I'm changing my own mind right now. So there you go. I have to bring that up to the council on how to uh, how to work this out. Maybe okay. the real issue is we need more than one kind of white potato on the table. There is, but uh, once you get so many potatoes going, it's really hard to keep eating. It's too much. I, I, I know. Even as I said that it was a terrible idea, that said, I wouldn't say no. No, no, of course not. I'm going to eat them if it's on the table. I'm going to make myself sick. That's like part of like how this operates. Uh, usually there's the third game of the day that they've added, which was a great idea, but yet I'm never conscious enough to truly appreciate it. I don't want to watch football that night. I want to just watch some crappy movie that I've seen a thousand times and sit on the couch and not pay attention. Yeah, it was a great idea when they added it. It was like, oh, cool, more football. But then yeah. it was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm hurting right now. Like uh, Somehow even my drawstring pants are too tight by then. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, so we got that. So now we're at stuffing, sweet potato pie, potentially potato skins or mashed potatoes. Uh I also feel like we need to got to get some color on the table. Just even if you're not going to eat it, but like some nice like French, you know, like some green beans. Uh, I always enjoy having on the table. I like them. I like green beans. We do sometimes a green bean casserole, like the crispy onions on top. Mm-hmm. That's that's a requirement. Uh, you got to have something on the table that you can justify. Like, oh well, we had a vegetable. Yeah, uh, some kind of corn for something yellow. We, yep. we it's not healthy. We do like a creamed corn skillet type of thing which is just gluttonous and fantastic but it's oh. yellow so now we've got you know we've got orange we've got yellow we've got green we've got white and brown we're, we're reaching there well now my question for you is the gravy situation what do you like to go with i make we make our own gravy i make it from the drippings from the turkey so i will after you know i'll, I'll take the neck and and the innards from the bird which i know some people get freaked out by that word but that's what they are um the heart and the liver and all that stuff and do I you eat just, those i don't eat them but i will slow boil them or simmer them i'll make a stock out of them basically and i'll cook them for hours and hours and hours um and then depending on who's in the kitchen and is witnessing sometimes i will chop up the not the neck because it's got a bone in it but the rest of it and basically just kind of turn them into a, a pulverize them and put them in the gravy um mm. it makes them better but if my wife ever saw that she would 
just probably leave me. I, don't even I was going to say Thanksgiving, she would leave me. Yeah, divorce would be the only option. <laughs> yeah, so I really hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. Well, um, she would be our 14th listener, so uh, that would... <laughs> <laughs> I would have so much more time for podcasting if I did that. Yeah. Um, but no, but I use them to make a stock. And then I also, when I cook the turkey, I put it over onions, carrots, celery, like like big pieces of them, like two inch blocks of them is what the turkey sits on. So then the juice from the bird kind of cooks in those vegetables and makes more of like a vegetable stock as well. I combine the two of them, some um, food coloring basically called Gravy Master to make it a more appetizing color, <laughs> cornstarch to thicken it up. And I just make a, it's basically just a true authentic drippings gravy. Sounds good. I, I'm big on the uh, Heinz jar. It's it, much easier. Yeah, yeah it, it saves a lot of time. But uh, my, my trick is I don't go with the turkey gravy. I believe in the savory beef gravy for it. I like the beef gravy. I like the beef gravy. I mean, it's a better gravy, especially for potatoes. Yep. We have been known when we do our food shopping to load up on a number of different cans and jarred gravies so that we have all varieties for the weekend. So we can do whatever the hell we want with our leftovers. That's a great move. It's a great move. Uh, talking about the gizzards and the innards and the whatnot, my, my old man eats them. And I'm all, every year I'm like, ah, maybe I'll try it. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat this shit. <laughs> you should at the very least try the neck. I, I've, had the, I've had them all over the course of my life and it just right. never does it for me. That's fair. Yeah. It's always like, ah, I'll just wait for the bird. Um, but it, it's not for everyone. They were always on our, I mean, I can remember my great grandma having them on her stovetop. Like I, they just grew up around them. So yep. I don't think twice about it. No. Um, so what what else do you usually keep on the table or is that pretty much uh, where you kind of touched on cranberry sauce before, but yes. cranberry sauce is, is another important one. See, um, yeah, we don't fuck with that one. We, we never have cranberry sauce on the table. Like, I'll say I put the scoop of cranberry sauce right on top of the turkey <laughs> because I'm allowed to because it's Thanksgiving and no one judges me. I put the gravy right on top of the cranberry sauce right on top of the turkey. Um, so that's another one. But that actually leads me to a different question I have for you. Are your foods allowed to touch? So I'm actually a big believer in mix all the shit together on the plate because it's Thanksgiving and then you pour the gravy over it because what Mm -hmm. the fuck? Um, So yeah, I'm all about it. I I mix everything up pretty much. It's the corns, the sweet potatoes, the mashed, it's the turkey, it's gravy. It's all, it tastes like Thanksgiving. That's what he, that's what it tastes like. I 100% agree. I said it earlier, do whatever makes you happy. And I strongly believe in that to anyone who's listening to this, that keeps their food separate, but I judge those people. And it's only because I know how much they're missing out. Yep. I I also have wondered if I do that because by the time I eat, I'm about seven bourbons deep. (laughs) I'm starving and just need to consume. (laughs) I just have to get food into my gullet. Like, yeah it just i eat like a duck (laughs) i don't even chew i just swallow it yeah um but yeah that's uh i'm all about the mix mix it all up it tastes better that way you get the nice combination of mashed potato with stuffing with turkey i'm right there with you it's a thanksgiving sandwich in a bowl it's like the leftovers that come from the source this is the source in leftover form it's just a conglomeration of everything it's and I know that that's not the right word, but you know what I mean? It's just a monstrosity of delicious. Oh, it's wonderful. So uh, we started touching on this before. I start drinking relatively early on Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I kick off right at noon. Um, I am pouring a 
you know, half a half a pint glass full of bourbon. There so uh, that's my start. What what time do you usually kick off with the drinking? Uh, right before or after I open the can of cinnamon rolls to get them going. Usually, Jen will buy a couple different kinds of juices: orange juice, uh, apple cider, and make like um, mimosa flights first thing mm. in the morning. They're delicious. I can't drink too many of them. It's too much sugar for me. Um, I like a Bloody Mary on a holiday morning, so I'll probably switch to Bloody Mary shortly after that. And then by 11 o'clock or so, I need to move on to bourbon. Yep. Sounds about right. Which 11 is 12 by me. That sounds about yep. right. Yeah. That whole time change, it snuck up on you again this year. I, you know, I, I drink on Eastern time. It's just yep. easier. It's, yeah, much easier. Uh, so, yeah, so that sounds pretty awesome. Then dessert. We don't really fuck with dessert too much. We get stuff. Don't get me wrong. We have things. We have apple pies. We have ice cream. We have this. We have that. But we focus more on the sandwiches later than dessert. I can't even explain dessert in this house other than to add the most confusing layer to the cinnamon roll story that we start our day with. We do not start with homemade cinnamon rolls in the morning. We just use a canned one. But then Jen makes homemade cinnamon rolls for dessert that she doesn't cook as cinnamon rolls she makes the dough rolls them up thin slices them into like quarter inch slices and presses them into the bottom of the pie pan and that becomes the crust for her apple pie that's just ridiculous (laughs) it's the most insane incredible amazing thing she also makes a pumpkin pie and then and that one there's there's no frills to it it's just a straight pumpkin pie um and then the chocolate peanut butter oreo peanut butter things and dessert is just a whole nother beast. And then coffee and Sambuca or Amaretto, Bailey's, whatever the hell you switch to at that point in time before going back to bourbon after everybody goes home. All right. So I have two questions I have to ask now about this. First question is, why not use the canned cinnamon rolls to make the pie crust? <laughs> and then my second part of that question is, why on earth would you make any pie that doesn't have that crust? She's made it for, uh, I'll answer the second question first. I don't have a good answer because it's amazing. She has used it for pumpkin pie before. She has used it. I mean, it doesn't work for like cherry pie, for example. No, but, but pumpkin but pie, fall I mean, pie. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, peach pie or, uh, yeah, peach pie could work, but a pear type of thing, um, cobblers, it, it's incredible. Why she doesn't use the canned ones, I don't know. It, it's something... We're not, as a family, above using pre-made food. Like we had for dinner a couple weeks ago or a couple nights ago. Hey, somebody made it from scratch. Exactly. We had P.F. Chang's frozen sweet and sour chicken from, you know, $7.99 for a bag and it fed the family. Listen, that shit is, this is not frozen food from the 50s or from the 90s, even when we were kids. Like that's legit food. That's better than I can make. I, I will admit that. We're not above it, but. We also cook so much and host so much that there's still that little bit of shame about serving something that's not scratch made. Interesting. It's just who we are. And I think humans are ingrained in not necessarily the scratch made thing, but everybody has something that they, they feel other people are judging them for, even though they're not. And I think for Jen and I, it's not going balls to the wall on every dish that we present. Hmm. So the thought of using store-bought just doesn't doesn't jive for that. But in the morning, when it's just the four of us and a bottle of champagne, fuck it. Store-bought, store-bought looks great. 
You know, you, it, it, speaking of testing out dishes, you may want to suggest to her that she should test out the homemade one, uh, the store-bought ones as the pie crust for you randomly throughout the year. I'm not going to not suggest that because that just means I get to eat it more. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. And like we said, we got to test dishes before Thanksgiving roll around. That's the other key. We didn't touch on that a little while back where we talked about testing dishes. If you have any hesitation about testing dishes ahead of time, just remember that means you get to eat that food. Yep. A week or two before Thanksgiving. And then it's, again on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, and I don't know about anybody else, but I start thinking about Thanksgiving the second football kicks off. Once it's week one, I'm like, oh, Thanksgiving's coming. The fall is here. Thanksgiving yeah. is – it's on the clock. Yeah, like I, the, the ticker starts for me. Like, oh, Thanksgiving's coming. It's it. I mean, it's the ultimate. We're entering a stretch from – truly from right now. Um, and my birthday's on Saturday. So for me, it's always been like right from my birthday, which is always within a couple of days of Thanksgiving into Thanksgiving, straight into December, which regardless of how you celebrate or anything like that, December is still a magical month. New Year's football playoffs, Super Bowl, like we're entering the best 10 weeks of the year. Yep. There's, there's no two ways about it from now until Super Bowl Sunday is the best time of the year. Yeah, well, happy almost birthday, Shark. Uh, Thank you, sir. We get to add in the week before. My anniversary was uh, this week. So uh, on top of it, we have, we start from that on. And it's like, oh, it's thing, it's it's anniversary. It's Halloween. It's every like just nonstop the end of the year. It's great. There you go. Wife's birthday comes up in December right before Hanukkah, Christmas. It, it's a great time of year. Um, so now we've, moved, we've finished. We're, we're talking dessert. Do you guys have special cocktails for dessert? Because for me, it's just more bourbon. We don't do anything special, but we'll always put a bottle of Sambuca, a bottle of Amaretto, um, break out Bailey's. I think Jen has a bottle of some kind of pumpkin pie liqueur that is really good in coffee. Um, sometimes we'll have apple cider and, and warm that up or, or something like that. But we don't usually focus on the drinks other than we just break out a different collection of bottles and let people pour whatever they want. Uh, so uh, that was the other thing. Is everyone drinking in your in your world on Thanksgiving, or is it just you and Jen? Like, how does that work? I mean, the kids try, but we we really discourage it. Well, you got to cut looking. them off by two o'clock. Yeah, exactly. That's a rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, everybody does. Uh, I I would say wine is probably the biggest drink of the day, just in general. Um, bourbon, I don't know how many others partake along with me, but everybody has 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 drinks. So in my house, uh, my sister, my mom, my uh, my wife, they'll have a glass of wine each around dinner. Okay. Oh, my dad doesn't drink, and then there is me just getting hammered <laughs> by myself, pounding <laughs> bourbon for twelve hours. It's a weird tradition, but everybody's <laughs> used to it. So. Man, listen, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all about building tradition. Uh, I. I would say, yeah, everybody drinks. Uh, this year, we're spending Thanksgiving with the same family that we're spending that we spend Christmas Eve with every year. Christmas Eve is a much bigger drinking holiday in our family. That is just bottles and bottles and bottles of wine, and just like no end in sight. The kids are up till way past midnight. There's no worries about what time Santa's coming, but that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe we can dive into that. Oh, but, we certainly can. I have a lot of, a uh, lot of thoughts on that because we were combining not to go off on a tangent, but my wife and I were able to combine. I was always worried about not marrying a Jewish girl right. more so for the fact of, I didn't want to lose Jewish Christmas. Yeah. I was always really worried about that. That's but fair. so turns out my wife, Puerto Rican, she, her family always celebrated Christmas Eve. It's the best of both worlds. She has now become a huge fan of Jewish Christmas. It's a magical day of Chinese food and basketball and movies. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful day. And but she still gets Christmas Eve, which I can relate to. That's a much more important day than Christmas Day. Yep. It, it's, it's all about finding the ho- the way to make the holidays work for you. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get into that one in a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely go into that. So now we've moved on from Thanksgiving. We've eaten. We're full. We're, we're, we're ready to pass out. Could you imagine? There's a rule, and you had mentioned this. Never settle for a job that doesn't give you Black Friday off. No. <laughs> No, if you work, if you have to work Black Friday, just quit right now. The job market is hot. You can go anywhere and make more money somewhere else. I promise you. Don't ever work on Black Friday if you're working a a Monday to Friday nine to five job. Yeah, Black Friday is just a day to lay on a couch and order things online. Yeah, it, it's unacceptable to work on Black Friday. Yeah, but I'm glad it became a secondary part of the holiday. Was just uh, okay, great. The day after, I'm going to be hungover, and I'm going to order a bunch of shit for semi cheap and somehow spend a fortune. It's it's more common, I feel like now that that is included in a company's um, holiday list than it's not, which is a wonderful turn of events. Yeah, big fan of that. Big fan. So now I think the final question I have for you is: What is the number one thing? For you for Thanksgiving, what is what is the number one in the power rankings? Best part, best thing, best food or moment or thing you do. What is the number one for you? Shit, the number one, and we're not going to get to do it this year. We'll we'll find a different way. But the number one Thanksgiving thing for me is on a year when we don't host Thanksgiving, and we get in the car and we drive to our parents' house or cousin's house, aunt's house, wherever we're going. And we put on, I don't know if you're familiar with Alice's Restaurant, the song by Arlo Guthrie from the 1960s. It's like a 20-minute song. Why it's got to do with, what it has to do with Thanksgiving, I don't know. It mentions Thanksgiving one time in the song. Other than that, it's a story about a guy who tries to dodge the Vietnam War. And it's just the most ridiculous, satirical, insane, spoken word, bluesy, acoustic song. And WOBM used to play it every Thanksgiving morning. So I always used to listen to it uh, as a kid. And it just kind of stayed tradition. And now every year we listen to it on Thanksgiving. The single best part of Thanksgiving is driving in a car on a year and getting to listen to it in the car. It just feels right. That's interesting. That's a good one. I like it. How about you? What is the thing? Uh, It's only happened, I think, three times in my life. But the Lions actually winning. Like, that really is. Like, (laughs) no. But... uh, the for me it's the i like going around the table i like doing the thankfuls i like doing that part i it's just a nice it the day itself just getting up knowing the whole day is built around this meal and everybody's just hanging out and happy and drinking coffee and there's just it's just such a good vibe that day that is really my favorite part it's the vibe of thanksgiving uh, i think that's great and especially i mean good lord i still scratch my head at where we're at after the last 18, 19, 20 months now, but you know, you talk about just going around and, and giving thanks and just appreciating what the day gets to be and who you get to spend it with after what's happened in the last 20 months. Like that just is even stronger. I feel like, like the holidays this year are just, they're, they're going to be even more special. I, I feel like. Yeah, this is a good one. I, you know, hopefully everything stays, stays good and everybody stays happy and healthy and keeps it going. But I mean, I don't know about you after this conversation, I am fucking starving. I'm ready. I need a turkey sandwich right now, a bowl of stuffing, and, and some bourbon. 
I need a nice practice meal. I got to go get, make a practice meal. <laughs> I need to expand my waistline a little bit and, and make sure that I'm ready to go. Exactly. Well, Shark, I'm glad we got to do this again. I wonder if anybody will ever hear this. Uh, this is the best first, second annual podcast of all time. Absolutely. Uh, pleasure talking to you, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, and I'm happy, sure we'll catch up more soon. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. Have a good one. You too.